Welcome back to the Blackout, the best college football pick'em pod in the land. I'm Thomas Black, and I'm here with you for another pick'em pod as we look forward to another college football weekend and the pick'em contest to go along here with the show. Now, if you've been tracking along with us for the beginning of the season, you'll notice that Alan Denton is not with me this week. And Alan wanted me to go ahead and let you all know what's going on so that you're aware why the show's a little bit different this time. He is in the midst of recovering from a medical emergency this past weekend. He's been doing okay, but he just wasn't quite feeling up for recording this week. We're going to see how things go kind of day to day, but Alan is hopeful that he'll be able to join back again next week for the Pick'em Pod as we head into another big college football weekend. And last but not least, I'll share a direct quote from Mr. Denton himself. Talking about his recovery, he says, quote, Evidently, 30 is the new 75. But 75-year-olds can still whip y'all and pick them. Go Vols. We wouldn't expect anything less. And I know Alan will be super excited to see his Tennessee Volunteers go on down to Columbia, South Carolina to match up with the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'll tell you too, I know that Alan would love to receive any support that you can give him right now as he's working his way back to normal. If you've got some prayers to send his way, or hey, even if you don't know him, reach out to him on Twitter. I know he'd appreciate some words of encouragement. You can find him at AD on the blackout. Now, before we get into pick'em updates and some news and tips I have for you, let's go ahead and take a look at some updates to the contest. If you haven't seen it yet or caught word of it, we've updated the standings in the pick'em group. Now, this is because we've seen a lot of wrinkles thrown into the mix with the cancellations and postponements of games. Basically, through the first couple of weeks, there were some people who were able to have more points available if they got their picks in early in the week before cancellations happened. Then the people who got their picks in after cancellations were made got their picks in only at point values 1 through 8. So we saw some disparity in the number of points people were able to collect through the first two weeks of the contest. Alan and I agreed that the best thing to do was to go back through the first couple of weeks and take everybody's picks and slide them down to point values 1 through 8, keeping the exact same order of confidence for each of your picks. It changed some people's positions and standings, but it gives an equal opportunity for the grand prize at the end of the season. I'll just give you a small example of what it did. For me, when I told you all after the first week that I was tied for first place, When you went back and looked at it, technically I was in a tie for third place after the rankings adjustment. And after a disastrous week of picks, I went three and five last week. I've fallen all the way back to a tie for 19th. So I'm looking for some redemption, but that's where this week comes in. Because when you check out the board this week, we also got CBS Sports to change the rules for our group. When the week began, we had 12 games up on our board, but people were being told only pick 10 of those games. Then the Notre Dame-Wake Forest game was postponed. So as of Thursday afternoon, as I'm recording this, there's 11 games on the board. Of course, more cancellations or postponements could come before the week's done. But the big change is we're picking all 11 games, not just 10 of them. Do the math. That means that we've got 66 points available this week. Of course, that's as long as these 11 games hold up and are on the board as we go into the weekend and then we see them played out. For context, what that means is the leader of our group, Garrett, 
through two weeks has 60 points. That's because in each of the first two weeks with point values one through eight available, you are only able to earn 36 points in an individual week. So get that, a perfect slate would actually earn you more points this week than our leader has through two weeks combined. That's going to allow a lot of movement on the leaderboard. And as we move deeper into the season, we could see as many as 15 games on the board in an individual week. That would be 120 points available to attain throughout one weekend. You all better get buckled up because this thing has barely even gotten started. All right, now let's jump into some Power 5 news and notes to help you in the Pick'em Contest, not only this week, but headed all the way throughout the season. Let's start it in the ACC. This week, we got the news that Florida State head coach Mike Norvell has tested positive for COVID-19. That means that this week's game at Miami, tight ends coach Chris Thompson will be taking over and acting as head coach. In addition to that, I mentioned the Notre Dame-Wake Forest postponement. Well, that game's been moved all the way back to December 12th from this weekend. December 12th is actually the date of the ACC championship game, but that's a flex date, so very likely we'll end up seeing the ACC title game push back to December 19th. The reason for that postponement is because Notre Dame had seven positive COVID-19 cases within its program after it came off its victory against USF. Even if you don't think that's that high of a number, it's really the positive tests along with the contact tracing that is shutting down these teams and ultimately shutting down games as we moved week to week. Next up, let's take a look at the Big 12. We've got an interesting scenario going on at TCU. This week, Gary Patterson named Georgia transfer, a redshirt sophomore, Matthew Downing, the starting quarterback for week one against Iowa State. This is interesting because Downing has only thrown 10 career pass attempts leading into this game, his first career start. All of this comes at the exact same time this week when Max Duggan, last year's starting quarterback for TCU, was cleared medically to play for this coming weekend. If you remember, he was ruled out in late August when they found a heart condition that he'd had since birth when they were doing COVID-19 monitoring. My guess is Duggan just missed so much practice time that he did not have the time to get physically in shape and, and have a rhythm with the offense heading into the first game. It'll be interesting to see if Duggan does get any playing time this weekend or if we're just putting that on hold waiting for later in the season to see if he takes that starting job back over at some point. Also a part of the Pick'em competition this week, we've got Oklahoma State hosting West Virginia. And if you weren't watching closely last week, the Cowboys struggled with Tulsa. They came away with a 16-7 win. That's one of the games that's already been postponed in our competition from the very first week to last weekend, but that game wasn't a part of our picks last week. The reason to pay attention to this is Spencer Sanders, the starting quarterback for Oklahoma State, left in the first quarter of that game. To this point, recording on Thursday, there's been no announcement as to whether Spencer Sanders is going to be available for this game or not. But I did see reports that he was going to have his boot removed from his ankle on Tuesday, and they were going to give it a go in practice to see if he could play. If he's not able to go, it could be the freshman that we saw take over late in that game to come away with the win, Shane Illingworth throwing the ball a lot. Illingworth was a big, strong guy versus Spencer Sanders' athleticism and his running ability. So the offense is going to change and look a lot different if the freshman is in there. 
All right, now I'm headed off to break, but when I come back, I'll have the College Football Pick'em Pod Game of the Week for you, a breakdown, a pick, and then also some value picks for you for this week's slate in the Pick'em Contest, right here on The Blackout. Now, as we come back from break, let's go ahead and jump into what you can get with this Pick'em competition. It's a season-long competition, but the winner is going to walk away with prizes valued at $175. Part of that is a $100 gift card to championshipfootballs.com. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been to the website to check them out, championshipfootballs.com has some of the coolest memorabilia, commemorative footballs, and many other things for you that you can find anywhere. College, NFL, think about recent national champions we've seen. Alabama, LSU, Clemson, they've got national championship footballs that display team logos, seasonal records, scores of games, and especially, you know, those national championship years that you just can't get back. They've got all the protective cases for them, and they have even more. And now, as a listener of the Blackout, you can get your commemorative football by going to championshipfootballs.com, and at checkout, you can get 15% off by using the promo code BLACKOUT. Get one for yourself for your collection of display items, or get one as a gift. It's the coolest gift you can get, and it's all there for you at championshipfootballs.com. In addition to that, you're playing for a $50 Visa gift card and a t-shirt from the Belly Up Sports Shop. All of that just for winning this competition right here with the Blackout. Now it's time to get into the pick'em portion of the show. Looking back to our game of the week last week, I hope you cashed in and took my advice taking the upset in the middle of the week last week, Miami Hurricanes over the Louisville Cardinals. Of course, I know by kickoff, the line had actually flipped and Miami ended up being the favorite at kickoff. But at the same time, I think there was some value there and I know that anybody who picked Miami came away very happy. While that worked out very nice, I also hope that you did not take my advice on the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Man, the thundering herd from Marshall controlled that whole game. Yeah, Appalachian State had their chances late, but they had mishap after mishap, and they just never got that ground game going. I paid the price for having that one really high on my board, and I hope that you avoided the mistake that I made. Now, let's take a look at this week's set of picks. I want you to be able to set yourself up to be able to win those great prizes as we move forward. So it starts this week, and you need a good board in front of you as we hit Saturday. Alan Denton and I agreed that this week's game of the week is Kentucky at Auburn. With the SEC starting up, we've got what are going to be a lot of really good games all year long, but the start of the slate for the SEC is not all that strong. But we do have a top 25 matchup with the Wildcats facing the Tigers. In this one, Auburn is favored by a little more than a touchdown. They've got a returning starting quarterback in Bo Nix, who you've heard me talk about it. I was never super impressed with him as a freshman. He needs to have made some development. And they have a new offensive coordinator coming in in Chad Morris, who uh, should change up the offense a good bit as long as Gus Malzahn gives him the reins. The Tigers also bring back 
most of their talent at wide receiver. Seth Williams is their go-to guy. They've got a number of other guys that should be able to make an impact as well, like an Eli Stove and an Anthony Swartz. But the big, big question with Auburn is their offensive line. The Tigers have to replace four starters up front. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you have to replace probably the two best players on the entire team in Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson from last year. That's a big loss along the defensive line. And then on the other side, let's take a look at Kentucky. What they bring back is a quarterback coming off of injury, Terry Wilson. He's had to come back from a really rough knee injury, but with the delay of the season and how things have worked out, he's actually had more time to get healthy than he normally would have going into this year. The Wildcats should have a really good running game once again, and that's going to be led by their offensive line. It's going to be one of the best in the country. They lose their star, do-everything wide receiver slash quarterback, Lynn Bowden, from last year. He was definitely a part of what gave Kentucky one of the best rushing attacks in the entire country. You lose his playmaking ability, but I think it might even be an upgrade at the quarterback position because Terry Wilson's a good athlete as long as he is close to 100%. And what you lose in Lynn Bowden with his athleticism and his dynamic playmaking ability, which isn't a ton, I don't think, if Wilson is close to 100%, you also get rid of absolutely zero passing ability. That's what you had with Bowden. Don't get me wrong, Terry Wilson's not going to light the world on fire, but he does give Kentucky an accurate passing game when they mix things up out of the run and catch defenses in bad positions. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the Wildcats bring back an awful lot of experience there as well. They should be talented at pretty much all three levels with few questions mixed in. I think you can probably tell where I'm leaning in this one, but I have not made up my mind completely. All I'm telling you is I think this is a really, really good opportunity for an upset for the Kentucky Wildcats on the road. I think a lot of this matchup really does boil down to does that Auburn offensive line give Bo Nix a chance to have a clean pocket? Do they give Gus Malzahn and company a chance to have a good running game? But the experience of Kentucky, I think, kind of stands out. Regardless of which side you think can come away with a win in this one, even if you're on Auburn, I think you should probably drop that pretty low on your board. I don't know if I'm going to swing all the way over to the side of Kentucky, but I'm almost there. All right, now let's go ahead and get you a couple more value plays for your board this weekend. For these, I'm looking at the teams from the state of Florida. Let's start off with the Gators. They're visiting Ole Miss this weekend. Now, I get it. They bring back Kyle Trask, an experienced quarterback now, a guy who had a lot of success last season. I know that a lot of people are hyping them to win the SEC East and make an appearance in the SEC Championship game, but they replace just about all their skill players, and the offensive line has to replace a lot of starters too. Florida's always talented on the defensive side of the ball, and they always seem to be really good there. So I'm not that worried on that side. But they do have to go up against some talented offensive players from Ole Miss. The Rebels bring back multiple options at quarterback with John Reese Plumley and Matt Corral. They also have talent around them in Elijah Moore at wide receiver and Jerry and Ely at running back. This Ole Miss team needs to get better defensively, and they didn't win a ton of games last year, but they sure did scare some teams. And with Lane Kiffin stepping into town, a creative play caller, I think that Ole Miss could put a scare into Florida. As of the time of this recording, Florida is a 13.5 point favorite. 
That would slot them at either an eight or a nine on your board with 11 games total out in play. But I would say drop the Florida Gators at least a couple of spots. I don't know that anybody should call an outright upset, uh, but I wouldn't blame anybody either. I think Florida probably wins this game, but I think there's a good chance it's tighter than what the spread suggests. And next, let's look at the Miami Hurricanes hosting the Florida State Seminoles. If you listened to last week's show, you know I have a growing confidence in what Miami can do. Derek King, the transfer from Houston, has injected a lot of fun into that offense. Rhett Lashley seems to be a really good addition as the offensive coordinator as well. And defensively, the Hurricanes have some athletes that can cause some problems. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to blow out Florida State. The Seminoles have some talent on the defensive side of the ball, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a relatively low-scoring game. But where I'm most confident is Miami being able to shut down Florida State's offense. Sure, the Seminoles are going to score, but James Blackman has not looked good this year. The offensive line is still a problem, and there's enough complications thrown into the mix with Mike Norvell missing the game because of his positive test of COVID-19. Again, I'm not saying that Miami's going to blow the doors off of Florida State, although we could be headed that direction, but what I'm saying is I just don't see many ways that Florida State can even win this game. Miami is an 11-point favorite over the Seminoles. That would put them at a 7 on your board out of the 11 games. But all the teams that are favored by more than Miami this week, I still think there are some lingering questions about them or their opponent that they're facing. Because of that, I'm vaulting Miami all the way to the top of my board, number 11. Whether or not this game is relatively close, I think Miami wins by a couple of scores. I just don't think Florida State's going to be able to score enough points to keep up with De'Aaron King in that offense. As always, thank you so much for joining me here on the show. I can't wait to be back again with you next week, and I certainly hope that Alan Denton will be back with me again. He sure does make this thing a whole lot easier being able to do a show together than me doing it on my own. So thank you. Good luck in the contest this week, and join us again next week for another Pick'em Pod as we really dive deep into the college football season. And of course, join us on social media throughout the weekend. You can find Alan at AD on the Blackout. You can find me at TB on the Blackout. And you can find the podcast on Facebook and on Twitter 